0: Hi, everyone. This is Sarah Gamash. I'm here at Cafaro, hosting the podcast with Aaron Snyder.
1: What's up, Sarah? What's up? (laughs) Not much. Uh, So Sarah just hopped on a podcast towards the end with me and uh, Tom Clum. Uh, Sarah, you're getting some coaching from Tom today?
0: Yes. Yep. Going back for some more coaching.
1: Uh, So, uh, Sarah, you're from Washington. Yes. Um, You... um, Well, you've shot all kinds of stuff. But you picked up a stick bow about a year ago, but uh, this year you shot a massive blacktail and multiple animals with your stick bow and uh, a special needs elk. Didn't you shoot like a six by one or something? <laughs> they didn't even have one. It was completely missing an antler. I
0: don't know what the hell his story was. He was missing an eye. And then my husband just did a year amount, put him in the beetles that he has. And when we got looking at the skull, it's like completely crushed on that one side where he was missing the antler. So yeah. I don't know what was going on with him. He's,
1: um, what was the guy's name on uh, Open Season? Where he's like, "I'm a unicorn, the deer."
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that was my elk <laughs> this year. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I got him with my compound. Yeah, and yeah, then was rough.
1: the blacktail. What did it end up scoring?
0: Um, SCI scores one sixty-one and two eights. That's that's a green score. Yeah. So I got to get him rescored. But yeah, yeah monster blacktail black for tail. Wa- for Western Washington, like once in a lifetime. Yeah. And um, I actually had a chance at shooting him the year before. And it didn't work out. I kind of froze. It was with my compound. And I was, you know, kicking myself for it. My brother was with me at the time filming and he's like, what the hell's happening? Why didn't you take the shot? Would not let me live it down. And I was like, everything happens for a reason. I'll just get him next year. No, you're never going to see that buck again. That, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a ghost (laughs) buck. You don't see bucks like that ever again. And man, so I was, I was, hard on myself um about that but then this year i got another chance at him and he ended up gaining that um little drop tine in the front yeah and then a fourth uh point on one side so uh, that was my redemption so i gotta say well that was why it didn't happen the year before (laughs) because i needed to let him grow
1: (laughs) Uh, no yeah no kidding that's cool And, and so as i ask this not where you shot the buck but where do you live at in western washington
0: um, we are like South, well, we live by Mount Rainier actually. We live pretty close to the mountain. We're, um, about 45 minutes South of Tacoma.
1: Gotcha. And then your is your husband stationed at Lewis? Yes. Okay. Yep. Is he, so, do you like it there?
0: Yeah. I mean, we're both from Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, his family is on the East side mine's on the West. So we live close to my family and we get to see his family fairly often. It's not too far of a drive. So, uh, we enjoy being close to family. I think he likes his job at Fort Lewis, but, um, we're still trying to get out of there when he retires. Washington has changed a lot throughout our lifetime, as many other places have. So, Yeah,
1: I lived actually over by Silverdale. Oh, um, yeah. And I lived on the Kitsap Peninsula mm-hmm. for a while, and then I lived just on the other side of the Hood Canal Bridge in Port Townsend.
0: Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Okay, because yeah. I know you've said you've shot Blacktail, so it was in Washington?
1: Yeah, I'm from Oregon originally. Okay. Um, and then I moved, joined the Army, and then I—, I um, Ended up working at a glass company because uh, I did commercial glass and shower doors and high-rises and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, do you know the Lowe's Theater that's over in by Seattle that's kind of – it's just a giant theater with giant archways? Is um, it still
0: called that, Lowe's Theater?
1: I think so. Okay. It's in a mall over there in Lakewood. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, like yeah, I yeah. built that. The, oh, The funny. theater, so. Okay. Um, only reason I bring that up is it's on the, the, the other side of the water, so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah it's pretty out there it's just everybody's it liberal
0: it's very liberal and it yeah. rains too damn much it does <laughs> that that gets depressing not only rains but it's just gray like all yeah. day long like just overcast and gloomy and dark
1: it's funny when you move away you only remember the sunny days um which aren't very many no. but yeah I, I remember um a couple 3d tournaments where uh, i was shooting like a four power center drilled scope and fish were swimming in the housing like just piss pour down <laughs> rain um badly so what's your what's your local closest range you shoot at
0: um there's a bunch i actually feel pretty fortunate because we have a lot of ranges we have a tacoma sportsman's club and Skookum marchers i'd say there's like three or four within like 45 minutes of me so i kind of just jump around um they try to host different you know 3d shoots throughout the year so i try to do as many of those as possible and then i sh- just shoot a lot in my backyard like we have um 11 acres and i'm able to get out to like if i'm shooting my compound i could probably get out to like 80 90 yards so
1: so do you think like overall with you picking up the stick bow and the like what direction are you kind of kind of heading because you, you've shot multiple animals with you know stick bow the compound and a gun are you going to try and keep it kind of 50 50 and just throw the gun in every now and then or wh- what are you thinking
0: yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy shooting all weapons. Like I started out, you know, as a kid, I think at 11 was when I started hunting with a rifle. Um, then I picked up a muzzle loader a few years later and then a bow, a compound, and now the stick bow. So I just really enjoy all weapons. Um, there's going to be situations where I'll have to use a rifle. Like for instance, last year, or I guess 2019, I went to Scotland and you can't take a bow with you. You can't hunt with a bow in Scotland. So for that one, like I took my rifle with me. Um this year, I guess twenty twenty, I shot my black bear with a rifle. So yeah, um I definitely always want to concentrate on my recurve. I mean that's my goal. But at the end of the day I'm I'm sure I'll have some kills with a compound and rifle too.
1: Gotcha. What made you pick up the, the stick?
0: Uh the challenge of it. Um I had only actually been shooting a compound for like a year and a half, probably two years and I got fortunate enough to do a lot of hunting in that time period and be very successful in a short period of time. And this might sound bad, but I just expected it to be a lot harder than it was gonna be. And when I got successful so quickly, I was like, oh well, shit. (laughs) That wasn't what I thought it was gonna be like. It was still fun and fulfilling, but I was just kind of ready for that that next step, that next challenge. And the recurve was definitely the right decision (laughs) because that's a hell of a lot harder. Whole different ball game.
1: No, yeah, it is. It is definitely uh, difficult. But you, you have uh, kind of a uh, think, l- luckily an advantage. You've got uh, Joel by you, and you and uh, Joel Turner with uh, shot. I, an iron. Shot Niner IQ. Or shot IQ. Okay. Shot IQ. Shot IQ. But he, you guys shoot together, so he coaches you some while you're out there. I think for yes. I just from watching your social yeah. media. So
0: yeah, I spend a lot of time with Joel, and I wouldn't be where I am today as far as my level of an archer without his help um he's helped tremendously
1: it's helpful i have tom right same same principle, same thing yeah so you get that kind of it definitely helps catapult you forward i mean and people ask all the time and i'm like well i had tom right it it helped right i mean (laughs) and his kids right and the Mm -hmm. shop in general tracy and, and alex like i could just go up and ask a question that you know, maybe somebody that didn't have a range around would have to Google or, you know, ask on a forum. And, right. you know, I had some of the best in the world that I could just walk over and be like, hey, guys, uh, can, can you help me with this? So, yeah, tuning and everything else was uh, they shortened the learning curve a lot. <laughs> so it right. helped, helped quite a bit.
0: Yeah. And a nice thing about him, too, is he he keeps me accountable. Like if I'm posting videos on social media or I'm sending him stuff like he'll call me out. And be like, you're not you didn't go through your process. You didn't do this. Like he's very up front and you know that's just that's how it has to be to keep me in check to make sure i'm doing my job you know um so i'm very grateful to, to have him there for that
1: yeah it definitely it definitely helps and uh, luckily like those guys do like with the push and and shot iq and solid like, there's so the solid archer mechanics is tom shot iq is is joel's and then the push have their thing and then trad there's a lot of info out there now that 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 helps where you know when I, when I started which wasn't that long ago but in 16 there like I said I was lucky to have Tom because there, yeah. there wasn't the, the push had a video out about shooting but there was there's a lot of you know and, and I was lucky enough I'd shot a compound forever so I had a, a decent understanding of archery but I thought it would be easier with the stick yeah it's just as complex I mean you can make it super simple but you know, there, there is a lot to tuning with, with a stick bow and things right. like that. And so they were, they helped out a, a, a ton. But what uh, you said uh, earlier on, on Tom's podcast, you, you got 45 pound limbs or 40s? You you 45, is yeah. Is it kicking your ass or is it?
0: No, I'm doing okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll find out when I go see Tom and he dissects everything. Yeah. <laughs> How, but yeah, I, I, um, they feel pretty good is those ones that you told me the, you herbus limbs and. Yeah. The carbon, I, re- I really like them. I think I've gotten some speed, you know, increased my speed. I have to, you know, my gaps are all different now, so I'm getting used to that. When I, My um, point on is different, so I, I definitely need to get out and practice more with them. I probably should have practiced more be- before because I did put them on on my last hunting trip and shot some animals with them, but I need to put in some more time with those.
1: What was your point on before and now?
0: I think before is about 20 and now it's out closer to like 25, 26. Yeah, which
1: is a good point on. I mean, yeah. That, that's, yeah, because the way that I do it is kind of with, with an animal, you know, the different anatomy and body parts, the, the armpit, the knee, the hoof, whatever, you yeah. know, the back, right? That's what I use as my markers. So, right. you know, I figure out my drops or whatever, and then that's where I, you know, coincide. And I, I'm lucky I have a 3D course in my house, but mm-hmm. I can back up and at 27, you know, my point on like 38, 40. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't change my point on because it gets I get so fucked up from yeah. doing it. So right, it luckily it does a couple of weeks, you know, of good shooting and you do figure it out. But like I, I shortened my point on once to thirty-two. It was not pretty for the first cut because no. you,
0: your mind is so used to those gaps. See, yeah, that's so that's what I'm dealing with yeah. right now. So <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. shooting high. All my shots are high right now. Yeah. So.
1: But you'll you yeah, luckily like I said two three weeks it seems like shooting consistent you you, you figure it out. The, the thing is I've shot so long now with a 38 to 40. I don't know that it would be advantageous or beneficial other than maybe a, a tournament, Right. you know, a, a closer point on in a tournament is nicer. Helpful. But yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I kind of contemplated of, of taking it off a of, uh, a little bit off of hunting, um, uh, and shooting tournaments more one year, but mm-hmm. it won't be this year because of COVID there's just not very many. Yeah. Tournaments How
0: many do you usually try to do
1: tournaments? Yeah. I'd shoot seven or eight local ones, but I was going to shoot ASA and IBOs um, oh, okay. and, and travel.
0: Start traveling, yeah. Yeah,
1: and shoot them and, and just kind of, you know, whatever. It, it's always, you're a competitive person as well, so it's mm-hmm. always, you're one of the bigger fish in your home pond to see how big the fish are in the big pond yeah, and see yep. where you stack up. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: that's a good way to put it.
1: So, yeah, and and, and I do well, you know, here. I, I shoot well enough here, so I would like to see. But with COVID and everything else, and, and I would have to... Um, sacrifice, I say sacrifice, if I want to win, I'm not going to be able to put as much effort probably into hunting because I will need to change my bow setup, um, you know, things like that. And I think um, as you're kind of uh, shooting more and more and more, do you see yourself starting to shoot tournaments? There is yeah. used to be quite a few in Washington. Oh, yeah,
0: I love doing them. I have a blast doing the tournaments. And I traveled for some too and loved it, but they did get canceled, yeah. you know, because of COVID. So I've even, I have a lot of people trying to pull me into getting a target bow and doing that route. Yeah. So I'm always like between like, do I want to use my compound? Do I want to? Yeah. And the problem is too though, is like you said, I'm super competitive and there's not a whole lot of women with stick bows out there at these tournaments. So if I go to one, and there's no other women, they better just put me in the men's division (laughs) because I'm not going to, I just don't want to win by default because I'm the only one. Like I'm, I'm competitive. I want to challenge. So if I'm going to shoot with the men to get that, then that's what I'm going to have to do. You got first, second and third. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll see. I wish there were more women that would get into it for sure.
1: Yeah. When I shot, um, in, in Washington, um, uh, and, you know, and that was Oregon and Washington, both like with the Cascadian Bowman and Oregon, there was always mm-hmm. a big tournament and they had the, the triple crown. I can't remember what the hell they even called it back then, but there was a, what Idaho, Washington, Oregon triple crown. Yeah. There was a, a ton of tournaments. I just, I didn't really mess with the stick bow back then. So mm-hmm. I can't even remember how many stick bow shooters there, there were like here, there's a pile mostly because of Tom and his crew. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's quite a few here, but definitely not the numbers that with you know, you're obviously gonna have more competition with a compound, compound yeah. yeah. So, well, you, you're shooting a PSD now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What, what? What?
0: For like. my for my compound yeah. is um, the Mach One, yeah, which I love. Like I love the carbon bows. Um, I, my very first bow that I got like two years ago was the the Bowtech the Eva shocky one, and that was a light bow. Then when I switched um, to PSE and got, like, a heavier bow, like, I just could not get used to the weight. I know everyone says, like, the heavier bows, they hold better, get that. For me, I, I struggled with it, so I went back to another carbon, and, and I love it.
1: Yeah. For those that don't have social media or haven't followed you yet, you're a stout, and I say that you're not fat, obviously, but you're fit. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are you, 5'8", 5'9"? 5'7". 5'7", okay. Yeah. R- relatively tall in, in the sense of – what's your draw length? Uh,
0: 27, 27 yeah. and a
1: half. So fairly long draw for a, a, a female in, in your fit. So my, uh, my wife is at Amazon I she's five eleven, I think. Yeah. I so, but her draws 28, a little oh, bit nice. longer than yours, but that is definitely a genetic advantage to have a 27, mm-hmm. 28 inch draw and be able to pull 40 or 50. What do you pull in your compound? 60. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. see you're, she's at 50. Yeah. Um, that helps exponentially. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. out of the gate, you're ahead of most, you know, females, whether it's a stick bow or a yeah. compound.
0: And I can't pull sixty on all bows, but my PSE, that the draw cycles are just so nice.
1: Yeah, and that makes quite a bit of difference for yeah. sure. And then you just that one you got this year.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Well, um, 2020. I I really yeah. keep wanting to say this year I fit.
1: Yeah. Everybody wants to forget 2020. <sighs> yeah. You I totally off subject. You haven't gotten COVID yet, have you?
0: Not that I know of. Yeah. That's why I was hoping to get it from you. I was like, hey, I can get this over with. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> it's yeah, like crazy that I haven't because I'm against masks, so I don't wear masks at all. I'm around a ton of people. I was traveling even back in March, April, May, like when the airports were like completely almost closed down. Like it was insane going through like the big international airports and just not seeing anybody yeah like literally like i'm the only person like the flights would have like just a couple people on it um so as far as traveling and then through my work being exposed to so many people like and never wearing a mask which is supposed to work <laughs> i just it's crazy to me that i haven't gotten it yet
1: yeah has uh yeah has your guy got one no yet?
0: i don't think my husband has or my kids and yeah. he's around just as many people so I knew unless I had we we're asymptomatic <laughs> yeah i would
1: say my wife didn't get it yeah i knew i had it i had the sniffles a little and then uh, we were in in Texas on the on the, the Davis Ranch, and mm-hmm. uh, she was cooking steak, and she was getting a marinade together, and I had just drank coffee and could taste it. Right, yeah. I grab whatever. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Why, did it go bad? I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck? And so then I licked my finger and stuck it in there, and like. I have COVID. <laughs> I can't taste or smell shit. And yeah. she never got it. And uh, we slept in the same bed. Never, yeah. she, she never got anything. And I've so. heard
0: of other couples, same thing. So did you actually get tested for Or you just figured you had it because of the no taste, and no well, smell?
1: So it's funny. I ended up eventually getting tested. So okay. Abby, Dana, our, our marketing gal, yeah. she goes to all these uh, tax and things like that. And a guy that goes with her, his name's Jody. Um, he is a retired military dude. His wife is a cardiac pulmonary covid specialist for the university of denver anyway okay i'm in texas she's watching or sh- or her husband jody shows her the story where i'm talking about i have covid now she also watched when we stitched my hand up and yeah had a heart attack <laughs> right. she's like why didn't you ca-? so now she's she calls me and she's not happy I'm, I'm guiding and i have covid and she's asking me these questions and i'm like well i took um whatever this horse oh, dewormer right. is. Yeah. yeah I heard you talk about that. Yeah. She wasn't thrilled <laughs> about that. And I'm like, well, I feel pretty, I feel good. I said, you know, I'm sore in the morning. I'm stiff. And I'm like, but I'm, so she's like making me panic a little bit. Cause she's going over all this stuff. So then I leave there and I, I know I have COVID, but I haven't gotten tested. Mm-hmm. I travel North and I end up shooting a buck and whatever doubt I had, if I was okay or not packing that out, I was wheezing badly. And I'm like, Okay, she's. I'm gonna get pneumonia. Mm-hmm. I need to go home. So I go home. Symptoms are gone, totally past the 14 day. She has me go get tested. They stick this fucking thing way, way down my out there. yeah and twist it around. Oh. I still test positive. And so she's like, "Look, don't go to work, whatever." And I'm like, "Well, if I don't go to work, I'm going hunting. Like, I'm gonna go back to Arizona." Yeah. She's like, "Look, just promise me you'll stay home for four or five days." So I, I did. And I started doing research and then the CDC or this I don't know. So they call you once you get tested, you're, oh, you're flagged. Yep. You're on their list. One of the reasons I didn't want to get tested mm-hmm. and they're asking me these questions. And I'm like, look, I'm way past all of the timelines you're talking about. A friend of mine just asked me to come get, you know, tested, um, which I, I failed. Well then, the uh, CDC and all, you can test positive for 90 days oh, dang. and not expose other people to it. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, should I go get tested again like I mean I don't want to get tested for I don't want that thing jammed in my nose for no reason so anyway so I did eventually get tested but initially I just I couldn't I mean literally you could have your nose dead in a javelina's ass and have no idea you cannot well what's crazy no
0: taste at all obviously well like
1: I chew Copenhagen that's pretty bad tasting right yeah couldn't taste shit like gum I'd be wadding like the most flavorful gum in hopes to taste something nothing the first thing I ate was 18 days after I had it, and I ate nerds because they're so, you know, I could kind of sort of taste something, but I I couldn't have picked it out. And even still, I'll walk by something and be like, oh, I smelled that. Maybe it's coming back because I'm still all jacked up but anyway
0: i feel like that'd be a good diet plan for me to get it because you would not want to eat sweets you know did you not like have the desire to want to i don't have the desire to eat anything i lost weight because i feel like i might need to get it (laughs) well yeah i just was
1: i was literally like all the things the first time i went to the store you're so used to you know human i went in and generally like on hunting camp or whatever i don't eat nearly as healthy as i do when i'm home and i'm like well and i grabbed a a metrics it's a gas station right the chocolate chip cookie dough and some nutter butters mm-hmm. I got all the negative shit out of all that and tasted None nothing it. So and I'm like why the, worth it. yeah why None. the hell did I eat nutter butters <laughs> I didn't I don't even get to taste the good part of it so yeah yeah it was interesting but I would choose COVID for me over any flu I've ever had it wasn't that bad yeah um, my cardio went to shit you know for whatever reason like I, I got to start working on my I'm still lifting and I get a little bit winded but my cardio is nowhere near it was, and I don't know if it's COVID affected my lungs or just from not doing shit. But Maybe. yeah, yeah, that that was a problem. And where I, I live at ten thousand feet, so cardio is important because right. winded walking up the stairs. So
0: <laughs> no, I'm trying to get used to the elevation. Yeah, it's not bad here. We're almost yet, double where
1: we Denver where we're at. We're mm. way up in the mountains, and okay, it's not. um It's good because you're in shape all the time, but. You know, you, you, you know, hunt in, in Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas, you know, you're gone two weeks, you come home and you're like, oh my God, was the it. oxygen. Yeah. 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 It comes back quick, but you've been to one of the immersion clinics. I think you said with Tom, yes. um, and you're going you're to go get coached from Tom today. You live by Joel. He helps you out. Mm-hmm. Um, how much has your husband helped you out on the firearm side of things? Because he just started bow hunting, but obviously he's equipped yeah. on, the, on the gun side.
0: Yeah. Um, he does some pistol work with me. Yeah. I mean, we try to go to the range. The problem is, like, we're both so busy, it's hard to get there. But um, I honestly had not really shot pistols that much. Uh, tons of rifles and muzzle loaders and stuff like that growing up, but not a lot of pistol work. So when we got married... Um, and what's crazy is, you know, Joel's stuff, the shot IQ, you actually apply that to all weapon types. So when I first started with my husband helping me, I was using Joel's stuff, like the mantra in my head and going through my shot process on the pistol. And he was like, dang, you're pretty freaking good for not having shot pistols before. And I'm like, well, I honestly think it's going through Joel's process Yeah, um, helped me a lot. So, um, but yeah, I, ha- I haven't been to the range in a while. I probably need to get back there. We had <laughs> a good time.
1: How did you guys meet?
0: Caleb and I yeah. at a bar. Ironically, oh. um, he was he was stationed in Kentucky at the time at 5th Group, but was in Washington for training for three months. And we were at a bar, and he he was with a buddy, and they don't like tell people like what they do for yeah. a living, especially with some chick you mean at a bar. So he, I think he told me he was a firefighter. So he told me he was a firefighter. I'm like, okay, which I'm glad he did because I kind of avoided military men like the plague like being close to Fort Lewis there's a lot of them and regular army I'm sorry there's a lot of jack wagons out there (laughs) so I like the people that I had experience with I just I I don't want any of that so I'm kind of glad he told me he was a firefighter and we actually ended up like kind of dating you know for about a month and then he sat me down and he's like okay I need to tell you something I'm like great what was he freaking married he's got kids (laughs) like what the hell is he gonna tell me and he's like I'm a green beret I'm like okay and I have like literally do not like know anyone in the military at that time no family members nothing no nothing about the military so he says green beret I don't even know what that is like yeah. embarrassing the, I'm embarrassed to say that I not know what it was so I'm just like giving him this blank stare and you can tell he's like waiting for a reaction I'm not giving it to him and I was like are we talking like army or something and he's like yeah you know like special forces have okay. you heard of that and then when he said special forces I'm like yeah okay and he's like, so that's what I do. I'm not a firefighter. And I'm like, shit. So like I go home, I Google Green Beret, (laughs) like get an idea of what they do. And I'm like, shit, like at this point, I've kind of like already fallen for him. So he played his cards, right? (laughs) Um, So I was like, I gotta make a decision. And he was only going to be in Washington for like another few weeks before going back to Fort Campbell. And then he was going to deploy to Iraq. So I kind of had the make a decision. And I was like, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to stick it out. So we stayed together and he flew back to, um, Fort, um, Campbell and then deployed a couple weeks later. And we kind of just did long distance relationship when he was in Iraq.
1: Yeah. And then he, when he came back from Iraq, he got, he, he went to Lewis then.
0: Um, no. So we, so he got home from his deployment, um, promptly knocked me up the first night he was (laughs) (laughs) home. So, but no, he, so then he proposed to me when he got back, um, which I was like, okay, are you just doing this because I'm pregnant? Cause I don't want it to go down. Like that's why we're getting married. Cause I'm pregnant. He's like, no, I swear. Like I actually picked out an engagement ring. I made him like, show me proof that he had (laughs) been like ring shopping when he was in Iraq. Uh Um, so then I moved to, um, Kentucky yeah. And we lived there, and I had my daughter there um, for about a year. And then he's like, Hey, there's this opportunity that I can put in for to be, um, it's called SWIC, like doing a SWIC tour where it's for three years, you don't get deployed, and you're an instructor at a, a special school. He's like, They have the school in um, North Carolina at Fort Bragg, and they also have it in Washington. So I'm going to put in and see if we can get back to Washington so we're close with our families and whatnot which I kind of needed that at that point, like yeah. fly, moving from Washington where I had always lived being around my family and all my friends to the opposite side of the world, becoming a military wife, having a baby. I was like, I got to get back to my family. <laughs> this is too much. So he, so he put in for it and the army being the army was like, yeah, you can have that position, but you don't get the one in Washington. You're going to Fort Bragg. So, so then we went to North Carolina. We were in North Carolina for a couple years and that was a lot better. I enjoyed North Carolina. Better. and then um then we kind of put in to come back to, to Fort Lewis. Which is kind of unheard of in, in special forces. They don't really get moved around a lot. They mm-hmm. kinda do just have one station and that's where they stay for almost their whole career. So we've actually done more moving around than most of those guys do. Yeah,
1: but he'll he'll finish out Praying Lewis then we're trying, so, yeah. Plan, that's plan. our goal. Yep. Gotcha. If yeah. he gets uh, is he E9 or E8 now?
0: E8, and he's hopefully going up on the board for E9 this year. So
1: if he makes E9, um, that could potentially extend him or move you guys, couldn't it?
0: No, if he gets E9, that's what's actually going to keep us here. Okay. So that's why he's trying for that. And it's uh, amazing that he's gotten that far in his career because he's at like 17, 16, 17 years. Yeah. Um, and he's young too, so to be able to get to that, you know, level by retirement by 20 years is, is a huge accomplishment yeah so that's crazy. very proud of him
1: I tell you he's built like a brick shit house <laughs> I was showing my my wife uh, you and him and there was a picture of him at a train to hunt yeah or something and she was like he's built like a fucking fire hydrant and I'm like yeah he's a big dude he and is. she because I know so many different you know ODA guys or SF mm-hmm. dudes and seals or she's like do you know him I'm like from her pictures I was like I don't know I said I've never met him yeah and she's like well how do you know her and I'm like social media I said she shoots a bow and I said that you know the norm or whatever yeah and she she because I was going to actually have her because you guys seem similar yeah um, come down Saturday when we were going to do the podcast okay yeah um just she's newer than you but it's kind of the same you know learning the same things or whatever and obviously that worked out for you to come in today but she um she had asked she's like is he gonna come and I'm like you know, I didn't really dive into it that far. I never asked her. So, <laughs> I anyway. She's she's funny. She's um pretty outgoing. Um, yeah. So she's I want to meet her, definitely yeah. a, a talker. Um, uh-huh. So yeah. Either way, um, one, I guess. What well, What do you do for work?
0: I own a three D ultrasound business. So I like take pictures of people's babies when they're in the womb still and show them what they look like in three D.
1: Oh, gotcha. It's
0: completely random. <laughs>
1: so what's that? What the hell? There's a technical name for that. What is it?
0: It's just called 3D ultrasound. Isn't
1: what's it called when you work in a hospital and you run the um
0: oh, like a sonographer? Yeah, sonographer. Yeah, that's like yeah. the medical. So I don't do any of the medical side of it, I okay. just do the fun picture taking, Here's your actually. Baby. <laughs> yeah, and telling people the gender, you know, if they're having a boy or a girl. Gotcha.
1: So. Does that you stay busy?
0: Uh, yeah, especially with COVID, it like gangbusters. For one, there's a bunch of quarantine babies, you know, yeah. people locked up at home. So, yeah. And then um, the doctors, you know, not letting the spouses, they have all these new restrictions on, you know, who can come to the hospital with you or who can come to your appointments, and they're not letting the spouses come in for the ultrasound. So these women are, you know, they're wanting to find out the gender of their baby with their significant other there, and they're not allowed to do that through their doctor. So mine's like a private out-of-pay service that's not covered by insurance where people can just walk in and
1: how much does it cost to, for you to get the ultrasound?
0: Like for my clients to come in, like my packaging, mm-hmm. it's, I try to keep it cheap because it's out of pocket. So like 80 bucks. Yeah, ultrasound. So not, yeah. Not like, horrible But the all. 3d 40, you know, get up to like hundred, 150, but yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I see shit, probably like 300 people a month. Yeah. Did
1: you buy the ultrasound machine? Yeah. Then? So what I kind mean, of crisis level was that cost?
0: The crazy thing <laughs> is, is so my background's in marketing, like my, I have a, bachelor's degree in business and marketing and that's what i've always done and when we were living in kentucky and i was pregnant my friend was like oh you should go to this place and find out what you're having and i was like what i've never even heard of these places and yeah it's elective ultrasound go check it out so i did it and i was like damn i bet these places are successful like i seen they were busy so then we moved to north carolina got pregnant with my son i went and found another place and did it with him in north carolina And I was talking to the lady that owned it. And I was like, so would you have to like go to school for this, like ultrasound school? And she's like, nope, I just had to learn how to do ultrasound. I'm like, so I could learn how to do this, not have to go back to school for it. Because I didn't want to go back. I did my four years, got my degree in marketing. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, shit, well, can you train me? And she's like, yeah, as long as you're not going to open up a shop here in North Carolina, I'll help you. So I decided that's what I was gonna do strictly from a business standpoint like I'd never done an ultrasound a day in my life yeah so I'm telling my husband and my family like hey I'm gonna open a 3d ultrasound place when we move back to Washington and they're like well, you're gonna you're gonna do what <laughs> like what the hell's wrong with you? you you've never done an ultrasound like why would you do this I'm like I'm telling you it's gonna be where the money's at so when we move back to Fort Lewis and got back home, I opened it. And at the time there were no other businesses like that. So I was like the only one and it went gangbusters. So it was a good decision.
1: Did you have to finance the ultrasound machine? So
0: Yeah. Back to ultrasound machine. Yeah. So that, I think I've gotten two since then. Um, I think it was like 75 grand. Yeah. I figured (laughs) it's the, it's a big startup cost, but I mean, you make your, I think I made my money back in the first year. So it's just, yeah, but they're, they're not cheap pieces of equipment. So it's like when you go to buy a bow, a bow doesn't sound so bad. Yeah. (laughs) bought an ultrasound machine for that much. Yeah,
1: no, no, no kidding. Um, So uh, it sounds like you guys are potentially going to get out of Washington if possible.
0: We are. Yes, that is our goal. We just have to wait till he retires. I mean, shit, though, it was getting so bad when we were getting shut down that we were talking about me and the kids finding somewhere to go in Idaho and literally living separate. until he retired it was that bad i mean it's just the liberals have just ruined that state um i I don't even feel comfortable raising my kids there anymore it's gotten so bad but we're gonna try to tough it out till he retires and then uh i mean i have a real estate agent in idaho one in montana i need to get one in wyoming but we're constantly looking i mean even if we just buy land right now and then slowly build and then by the time he retires be able to move yeah that's But Wyoming's looking better and better every day because all the Californians are moving into Montana and Idaho right now.
1: Yeah, Idaho's bad. Especially, and I don't know the whole state, but uh, Boise and then northern Idaho, it's Californiaville. It's pretty bad. Yeah,
0: And yeah. the prices have skyrocketed, too. The housing market has. Like, we were looking at houses like a year and a half ago, and they, they were a lot more affordable. And you look at them now, and it's like, dang, yeah. that happened quickly. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Well, at least with what you're doing, you may not have as many customers, but you can do that anywhere, which is nice.
0: Yeah. Well, my plan is to keep my business in Washington, and I have a gal like right now, she's there working. Mm -hmm. So I'll have her run it for me and I'll keep it. I don't have any desire to open another one. Um, I'm trying more so to find something within the hunting industry. You just might go back to like my marketing stuff. That's what I love, which I do with my business now. I think that's why it's so successful, is because. A lot of people that started those businesses were previous sonographers, like mm-hmm. at a hospital, but had no business background. Yeah. So, from a business standpoint, they were failing where I went in with the business background and understood how to run it and the marketing side of it. And so.
1: Yeah. well, wow, That's a good, good combo. Um, so, uh, back to hunting and off of uh, whatever, uh, taking pictures of babies, what all did you end up, because you had a pretty successful year, what all did you end up uh, shooting this year?
0: Oh gosh! Um, well, in Washington, I shot my black bear, my Roosevelt elk, and my blacktail, and then I had hunts planned to go other places like Africa. Those all got canceled from COVID, so I went to Texas to kind of make up for that. Just I wanted to get um, the chance to use my recurve as much as possible. So in uh, Texas, I got a black buck, an access, a bunch of hogs a really nice, um, whitetail, odd, ad, I don't know, a bunch of stuff.
1: <laughs> your, your daughter shot, uh, one of those sheep, didn't she? Yeah.
0: Oh man, that was awesome. Yeah. We got to take my daughter there. So that was in December. Uh, Caleb and I took both the kids and it was her first year hunting. She had shot already a buck, a blacktail at home when we took her to Texas with us. And it was pretty cool to get a hunt with her and, we were sitting in the stand together and Caleb. So the ranch manager had told Caleb that if he could catch one of these rams and kill it with a knife, he could just have it. <laughs> so that was his goal was to spot and sock one of these things, go after it and just kill it with a knife. So um, when I was sitting with her and one of them came out, I was like, Ooh, I'm like, your dad wants to kill one of those. And I'm like, you should shoot it. Do you want to shoot? She's like, yeah. So she freaking, I think that was like a hundred, 110-yard shot and dropped that thing. She's a freaking stone-cold killer, that girl. So Was she,
1: uh, like, super pumped?
0: Oh, yeah. I think she got, like, four does, like, three or four does in that sheep. And, man, she's a dang good shot. Like, they all went down within, like, 30, 40 yards, all perfect shots. I was proud of her.
1: She's from, obviously, this is... From social media, she seems like a good kid. Is she yeah. pretty, pretty chill?
0: Yeah, she is. She's, she's just like me. My husband's always saying like, she looks just like him. Doesn't even look like she's my daughter, but she acts just like me. And it's funny because she's super hard on herself. Like you and I have been talking, like being competitive, being hard on yourself. And she gets all that from me, like as soon as, and super neurotic about shot placement, which is good because that's how we've taught her, like how important it is to make a good shot. Or not take the shot at all. So every animal she killed, like it was obviously a good shot. Like it died with like right there would just drop, and she like, mom, where'd I hit it? It was it in the heart? Wasn't I'm like, Cadence? I don't know, but why doesn't matter. You killed it. It's right here. It was a good shot, but was it in the heart? I'm like, I God. So she's that's what that's what uh, kind of hunter she's gonna be. I can tell.
1: Did your husband, being named Cadence, did he name her?
0: No. People, well, people asked that. It was hard naming her. Every girl name that I picked out, he was like, that sounds like a stripper. Sounds like a stripper name. I'm like, God damn it. So the first name I came out with that supposedly didn't sound like a stripper name was that one. So I just was like, we're going with it because I'm done. Like I've gone through a hundred names with him. and That's, so.
1: that's funny. Um, that'll be, it'll be, does he, is he a p- overly protective father?
0: Uh, yeah, I think he's, he's probably going to be, I mean, she doesn't stand a chance. I feel so bad as far as like trying to sneak out or get away. I mean, both of our kids, they don't stand a chance in hell. He's going to have everything on lockdown, but
1: uh, that, yeah, that's funny. Well, I'm sure they'll be safe.
0: Yeah, they will be safe. There's, <laughs> there's that.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So with, uh, COVID lifting, hopefully, because it screwed up all my hunts too. Yeah. What do you think you're going to do this year? Anything that you kind of have planned out yet?
0: I'm supposed to go New Zealand. I mean, that's supposed to happen the end of March um, into early April, and I keep checking the restrictions there, and it's still closed. The borders are. So I might have to scrap that one. Um, Probably try to go back to Africa in June or July if we can. Um, I want to do some spot and stock hunts, so I need to – I don't know. I need to start planning, though, because the thing is, is I've never really put in for other states in the past. I kind of just have always hunted mostly Washington and Idaho, um, strictly because with my husband being gone so much, it's really hard to travel when, with having the kids in my business. But now he's home a little bit more. He's not really going to have any deployments, so we're talking about putting in for some other states. We just kind of got to figure out what we want to do. I really want a mule deer. That's my bucket list. Yeah, I've got a lot of white tail, a lot of black tail, no mule deer yet. But
1: yeah, yeah, mule deer. Um, well, let me know if you have places to hunt, or you know, mm-hmm. let, let me know because the thing with like like with mule deer, let's say like I just hunted with Big Chino. They invited me down for a hunt for a couple of days, and I had hunted you know without him a few days and was successful and. The, the one thing is it just they know where the deer are I mean, yeah you know they'll probably they put you on a water hole or whatever but they they just know where the deer are so it simplifies things that's the hardest if you do it on your own Is right you could take your whole hunt to find the damn
0: thing Scouting, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah are you um are you gonna try to do Africa I heard you mention that on a podcast a
1: guy uh, in fact he called me yesterday invited me to go over and i think he said i could whack like 15 animals yeah for like co-promotion yeah it just depends on we're probably going to move. We're growing like crazy. We're expanding. So, you know, if everything works out, I'm I'm going to go. But it will it, really depend on how Kafar is doing at that time, and if we find out where we're moving and and everything else. So I don't um I hate the flight. It sucks. Oh, it it's, does. It's now it's I said I've never flown to Africa, but I, it's much like your prayer, your husband. I've flown many places on a C130 or c C5 Galaxy, and it yeah. sucks flying that long. Yeah, and the tickets are for good ones are extremely expensive if you yeah. want to lay down fall asleep seats like oh, it's yeah. pretty pretty expensive so. yeah
0: and i'm i'm contemplating if i even want to do it if they're going to make you wear a mask because they probably are yeah And i don't know if i can do that so that's my biggest thing i'm thinking about but um hopefully the, with a
1: vaccine and all the other bullshit that it just goes away soon I know. um i was happy i got it that much like you're saying you know because mm-hmm. i got it now yeah. you know and Be done with it yeah. And I, I did yesterday, I had somebody say something to me that I you know have a mask on at the gas station. And I'm not, I'm not, unless they're a total dick, I'm not a total dick. I'm just like, I already had COVID. I don't care. Um, right. It's like, I can't give it to you and you can't give it to me. And there's probably doctors listening, screaming at the phone or the, oh, the mic right now. But I just, I look at, um, and I understand COVID is, is, a, is a big deal to, to some people and elderly or whatever. Yeah. But I look at how many people die of chewing Copenhagen or smoking. Or obesity, diabetes. It's a lot more than COVID. And I'm not saying COVID wouldn't be worse if, you know, whatever, all these restrictions, I just looking at it as far as from the outside, looking in, in the government, if we're going to put this much effort into COVID, maybe we could start giving free diet advice, free gym memberships, um, you know, uh, potentially obviously, uh, ways to stop, you know, smoking or chewing or whatever. So, you know, as uh, as I watch somebody with a mask on walk into a movie theater that weighs 400 pounds, I'm like, mm-hmm. you might not worry about the mask. Yeah, Ask, I, I get other it that things to worry about. Yeah, that they're more susceptible to it. But it's like, you know, it'd be great if the government started pushing health and fitness and, you know, di- you know, dieting and things like mm-hmm. that, because a lot more people there's a lot of people that die from that. And nobody right. seems to give a shit.
0: Right. So. No. I Well, because there's a whole industry's yeah aimed at marketing (laughs) products towards those people that's why yeah wherever the money is but yeah i agree i mean i have a hard time in washington like our gyms are closed so you close our gyms but you can go to those like e-cigarette places you can go to the pot shop yeah but you can't go to the (laughs) gym like okay there's a problem with that yeah
1: we we actually i just built a gym at the house um which is it's funny you know you 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 adapt and figure shit out right like we we had room and in the basement um I shuffled all the man cave over to one side, and now we—I'll never go to a gym again. Like as long yeah. as we have this, because I can do everything I need to there, and I don't have to deal with the, the bullshit. And back when I was a gym rat, it was different because it was also a show, social gathering. You saw your buddies, right? But now I just want to lift and call it good. You so, yeah, it, yeah, it helps. Anyhow, well, I don't want to talk your leg off too much more. We've been on for about forty-five minutes. You were on for almost an hour before, and I want you to go get your your coaching. Yeah, I need um, to shoot. Is there anything else you want to dive into before we for, before we hop off?
0: Can't think of anything. Well, tell
1: everybody where they can follow along. Uh, and I believe you started a new page for your man as well. Oh, gosh, I think Mr. I saw him in InstaHunter. S- yeah, the suspenders <laughs> the other day. And we're having
0: sp- fun with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're kind of going after the, well, you know, like making hunting great again, that yeah, page. But yeah. just a different roundabout way yeah, yeah, of no. showing the same stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get it. Well, where, the, where can they, um, what's your name Mine on is
0: um, PNW underscore Huntress. Gotcha. Yep. So I do most, um, I, I don't really do a whole lot on Facebook. I can't keep that for the family. I might get rid of that altogether. It's turning into such a shit show these days, but I post all my hunting stuff is exclusively on Instagram.
1: Gotcha. And you've been on a few other podcasts or at least one for sure. I know of what mm-hmm. is there, where, what people want to tune in? Where else have you hopped on?
0: Um, archery geeks. I did one and he asked me to be on, um, another one when I get back home from here. So I'll probably do that again. Um, I don't know about the other ones. I just, whenever people hit me up and ask, I usually put it out on my social media if I'm going to do one and yeah. who it's going to were be with, the, if they want to look Were you
1: on that. one with Rob with Stickbow Chronicles? No, I have or... not done He's one just shared self, yeah. some of your pictures and I stuff. Think so, I think so
0: probably. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure yeah. eventually. And I think he's up uh, North Idaho and I'm up there a lot. Yeah. I have family in North Idaho and I do some hunting. Yeah, he lives there, so. in that Sandpoint area. Yeah. You? And yep. that, yeah, that's where my family is. So yeah, I'll yeah. probably get on with him eventually too. That'd be good.
1: Well, cool. Well, I appreciate you coming in and doing the podcast and we've sucked up almost two hours of your yeah. your life from Thanks the first for one. Thanks for
0: having me. Yeah, I'm excited to get to see Kifaru. It's my first time actually being here in Colorado. Yeah. So excited to check it out.
1: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll actually, um, I have to hop on about 14 phone calls. I'll have Dana come back and give you the tour, Kay. plus you can meet Dana. Um, yeah, awesome. And yeah, definitely. And then we'll probably hop on another one of these, kind of circle back in a year after this season and. You know how much COVID fucks up everything. <laughs> Talk um, about
0: what hunts we hope we got to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. what,
1: the triage of COVID of, of what's left. Yeah, I had seven canceled that I couldn't go on. Brutal. So
0: I felt bad for Caleb because he got back from Afghanistan in February. And he's like, babe, all I want to do is hunt. He's like, "I he, he misses out on hunting season yeah. every single year. So I, I planned all these hunts for him to go on. And then COVID hit like right after February. And I was like, damn.
1: Yeah, that sucks. It really sucks. So. well, he'll retire soon and still be young. What is he now? Like thirty eight or something?
0: Uh, thirty six. Yeah. So yeah. He's, so he's gonna be about 40, 41 when he retires. So we got time left. Yeah. Lots yeah. of hunting in our future. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you guys are good. So, well, I really appreciate you you hopping on here, and definitely we'll we'll get get you back on a twenty twenty one COVID crisis. See Hope what happens for a better year. Yep. All yeah. right. Well, thank you thank so much.
0: You. Yep.